Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Before we get into the show, fun fact, this podcast was born out of a newsletter that we started way back in 2012. People really seem to like it, and we think you will too. It's a quick hit list of 10 things we've discovered recently that we love. Everything from recipes to beauty products to books to tools to truly anything that excites us. We send it every Monday. We do take some holidays off, and it's free. Sign up at a thing or two hq.com. Here's the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Srulo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to a thing or two hq.com and sign in for a secret menu, which will get you weekly access to members only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833 632 5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two hq. We have an episode today. We have wow, an episode. We? we have yeah. a rock star mm-hmm. on later. We so. do. First rock star that's ever been on this this podcast this, pr- this podcast yeah. yeah exactly and we also have an important and pressing conversation about fanny packs <laughs> we do so i think consider this a sequel to the bandolier conversation of your yeah, yeah. so yeah. loyal listeners will recall that a friend of ours who i went to see shortly after she'd had a baby was wearing her cell phone as a purse so basically she had this like cell phone case yeah, she had yeah. this cell phone case that had a strap attached and she was wearing it crossbody, which led to the discovery of this brand called Bandolier, which sells exclusively cell phone cases that double sort of as purse. It's like a hybrid purse it's, cell it's phone case. It's a cell case. phone on a strap. Yeah. <laughs> and some it's of like them- soap on a rope, cell phone <laughs> on a strap. That's exactly right. And she like vehemently defended this decision and was like, I know it might not look that cool, but I'm carrying a baby around all day and I'm like running all over the place and I need my phone on me. And this is the future, basically. And two updates to that story quickly before (laughs) we get to the fanny pack part of this. One, a lot of you DM'd us or wrote us or left voicemails telling us that these things are all the rage with cool moms in Europe. And particularly Berlin. Specifically I feel like Berlin, Berlin came up six times. The other thing, though, that we need you to know is that the same friend who introduced us to the bandolier has since renounced it because she wore it on a walk with her sister. And so then when you're wearing this thing and you're walking, it's like bouncing around on your hip, you know, so it accidentally butt dials her husband while she's walking because it's bouncing around. And then her husband overhears her complaining about him, something annoying he did to her sister. Here's the whole freaking conversation because the bandolier has committed this sin of butt dialing him. And she was like, I can no, I no longer feel safe around the bandolier. 
I think we need to also say he was really cool about it. And was like, <laughs> I get it that you need to vent to your sister and I'm fine. Well, the thing that I loved I just is loved that she it. kept asking, but like, what did you hear? How much did you hear? And he, and he was going, like, all I heard it. it all. <laughs> I heard it all. I loved it so much. It was really good. Anyway, so just know <gasps> that about the bandolier, um, that it's both cool in Berlin and a huge liability. Um, <laughs> that's to wrap up that conversation. But as a sequel to this, I had like a moment of deja vu this weekend because Chris and Cam and I went to visit a friend who lives out of town. We went and stayed with her for the weekend. We pull up to her house from the airport and she's out on the lawn with her kids and she is wearing a fanny pack. And I know that fanny packs are in and I want to totally I and and that they're being marketed to women everywhere. I want to say like and men, they're just being marketed. It's true. The thing about it is that she was wearing it around the house. And that's what really killed me. And she was like, I don't get it. Fanny you, packs didn't, are cool. you don't mind the fanny pack outside of the home. It's the fanny pack inside the home. I did counsel her to wear it as a crossbody when she leaves the home. And I continued to give her a hard time about wearing it in the home, period. Because I was like, it yeah. is a tool belt. Like, you are wearing a tool belt around your house. And yeah, she- it's like if she needs a tape measure for the <laughs> job she's doing, she can just reach it and it's right there. Yes. And she was similarly like gave me an impassioned defense as I received about the mandolier. Like if she doesn't have this thing, then she doesn't have her cell phone and her this and her that on her. And it's readers. It's mostly just cell phone, keys, credit card and headphones, really. Like it's the essentials. I just for you to understand the depths to which this has gone after giving her a hard time about it and returning home, her husband covertly sent me a picture of her wearing it with a bathrobe. So that's the level we're at. This woman is wearing her fanny pack with a bathrobe because she does not have a better system. And she was like standing at a sink, Mm -hmm. maybe doing dishes or getting a glass of water. (laughs) I believe doing dishes. In a white robe, a white terry. I just want people to have the full visual. (laughs) A white terry robe that Again, presumably has pockets because most <laughs> of these yes. like Terry robes yes. do have pockets, which is yes. a point we'll get to in a moment. Wearing a black fanny pack uh-huh. on her hip. Yes, wearing the black fanny pack on her hip. And she will defend it to the death. And she's like, fine, I'll wear it as a crossbody when I leave the house. My thing is, I actually don't blame her. I've known her for a really long time. <laughs> I can give her a hard time about these things because we're really, we're, we're old good friends. But as fun as it is to give her a hard time, the truth is that both she and our bandolier friend are just being failed by the fashion industry who refuses to give women pockets. And that is what men are not wearing actual tool belts around the house because they have pockets. No, this is exactly it. This is exactly it. So when we were talking about this and when you were sharing the photos, the mm-hmm. photographic evidence, exhibit <laughs> A through Z of this fanny There's pack with me. There's my friend wearing a fanny pack on a bath over a bathrobe. <laughs> I, it reminded me of this section of Veronique Hyland's book, Dress Code. We had Veronique on the podcast mm-hmm. when this wonderful book came out. And the section is called The Revolution Will Be Spandex Clad. And it's like about leggings mm-hmm. and basically like the cultural issue with leggings, Mm -hmm. which are both like too masculine because they're comfortable and have utility and also too feminine because they're tight and you can Mm -hmm. see women's bodies in them. Mm -hmm. And but she gets into the like pockets thing. And this whole section is just so good. I apologize how much I'm going to be reading. (laughs) No, it's good. Go for it. (laughs) Women's clothes also don't have some of the practical touches that men's do, most notably pockets. Pockets on women's clothes still tend to be decorative, not functional. Either pointlessly stitched clothes or too shallow to carry anything, which keeps women carrying purses. Pocket equality, as the writer Tracy Moore has called it, may not seem like a big deal, but it is, on a small scale, political. The same questions of mobility, financial power, and and independence that came 
up when women adopted bloomers or bicycle costumes are echoed in the pocket debate. A lack of pockets exerts a kind of pink tax for women requiring you to spend additional money on a handbag or a bandolier or, <laughs> or a or fanny, fanny pack. pack. While both sexes once carried bags, the 17th century brought a division that still persists today. Men had pockets sewn into their clothing while women used detachable pockets that were hidden under their vast skirts. Post-French Revolution, as silhouettes slimmed down, secreting them away was nearly impossible. The clunky exterior pocket was replaced by a a reticule or small purse that removed the privacy of the tucked-in pocket and barely held anything of significance. It might seem like a small detail, but it shattered the financial independence, privacy, and self-determination that pockets had afforded women. This is damning. Because, this is damning. Because this is damning. simply the, the fact that you have to spend additional money, her whole point, like you have to buy something. You have to buy something for this. Also, basically additional. what this says mm-hmm. is that pre-French Revolution, we had fanny packs that we wore under our dresses. I received a really kind gift from All Small Co. After I mentioned how much I love them in our newsletter, I was opening the box and I, it is so rare that I just laugh out loud to myself. I opened this package that they had sent and they sent this really cute cream crew neck sweater that had a built in fanny pack like it zips open it is a functional fanny pack that is sewn to sewn, the sweatshirt sewn. it is sewn and it's to the nylon sweatshirt. it's like it's a nylon fanny mm-hmm. pack yes worn crossbody worn, worn crossbody like cross you body. should even cam knows <laughs> even cam knows with the angled fanny pack yes. across the chest uh-huh. with a like a sturdy utilitarian black zipper yes. right there. And you open it up and it 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 doesn't have a back. Like the backing is the, the sweatshirt itself, but he could carry whatever he wants in there. He hasn't worn it yet. It, we haven't okay. had the right occasion, but I promise you he's going to be carrying all sorts of dumb stuff in there. He I loves a pocket. I would love to know what he puts in it. It's so cute and also just funny. And I just think that toddler clothes aren't funny enough at the same time that they're also cute. And this was perfect. I was like, yes, this is both cute, stylish and fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah toddler clothes should be funny because these dimwits yes they can, they can take it there it was so good i was delighted by it so um i'm actually gonna have to put him in it and send a picture to my fanny pack friend so she can feel <laughs> please 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 yes thank you so much to neutrophil for sponsoring today's episode I went to the dermatologist the other day, as I do every six months now as part of my healthcare routine, and she was checking my scalp for moles. And she said, you know, you have really thick hair and you don't have an issue with hair thinning. And that's something to be grateful for, because so many of the patients that I'm seeing these days are struggling with hair thinning. And a lot of them seem to be experiencing this after COVID. And it was interesting because I talked about it with her with a bit and I had sort of been aware that more people had been talking about this during the pandemic when there were these huge spikes of stress for so many people. But what she was saying is she's sensing that there's a pattern where people are getting COVID and then experiencing hair thinning afterwards. And of course, there's so much we don't know about COVID and all of the various side effects it causes. But she was like, I'm sort of seeing this in a lot of well, people. I saw a New York yeah. Times story to this yeah. end too. Yeah, I think this is a, a thing that is popping yeah, up. Yeah, which is just, you know, it can be a really devastating thing to have your hair thin all of a sudden out of the blue for any reason, COVID or, or just life. Or just life. Over half of women will experience hair thinning in their lifetime. 
However, many people, especially women, don't know that and suffer in silence thinking they're alone. Nutrafol, the clinically effective natural supplement brand and one that we both use, is looking to normalize female hair struggles through shedding the silence. Hair thinning, shedding, and poor hair quality can have deeper personal emotional effects beyond just your physical experience. Nutrafol is inviting you to share your story about hair thinning. By sharing our personal stories, we can unburden hair struggles stigma. Let's talk about it. Your hair story could help another woman. Join the conversation at shedthesilence.com. That's shedthesilence.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Cole. As a leading functional medicine practitioner, I have had the unique position to see so many alchemize their pain and health problems to their purpose. Now I want the same for you. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers, where there is a fresh infusion of grace and lightness into wellness. This is the art of being well. Join me every Thursday for a new episode. Should we bring our guest on? Let's do it. Okay, so today we are talking with Margot Price. You probably know who Margot Price is. She's a very big deal musician. Mm -hmm. You probably already love, but you might not know she has a memoir out now called Maybe We'll Make It that is blurbed by Willie Nelson. It is all about basically like her life up to releasing her first uh, major album, Midwest Farmer's Daughter. She was in Nashville trying to make it, trying to like do a music career for 13 years before Mm. that thing came out. Like, and I don't mean like, oh, she had some minor hits and then this happened. It was like, no, she's like playing shows for 10 people two weeks before this album comes out from Third Man Records, um, which is Jack White's record label. Like the perseverance and the just ambition, it's like very, very impressive. She also has a new album coming out early next year called Strays and a tour that hopefully will be coming through New York and we will be attending. Yeah, absolutely. And if you haven't listened to her and you need a place to start, I love the song Pay Gap. And I think it's like one of my favorite songs of the last five years. Just, yeah, just a delightful take on, again, being a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's bring just got some great thingies. Some great thingies. Hi, Margo. Hi. How's it going? Oh, it's so good. I think you're the first like rock star we've ever had on this show before. It's so exciting. Oh my gosh. You're like the <laughs> first people to call me a rock star, not a country star. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you are. I you mean, know what? You're, you're both I mean, in our hearts. You're both in our hearts. Yes. I'll take both. Yeah. I'll take both. But <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I say appreciate I like love that. country. So yeah. Yeah. How did it feel to write a book? Oh my goodness. So rewarding and overwhelming. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And honestly, I didn't think anyone was going to like, I wasn't trying to get it published. I just like tweeted. I was like, I think I'm writing a book. And then Jessica Hopper, who is my guardian angel, apparently, she was like, can I read the manuscript? And so I sent it to her and then they helped me really get it to take shape. And she got it to the University of Texas Press. And I just can't believe that it all came together because I'm really disorganized. <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn about yourself from writing the book? Because it feels like such a journey of self-exploration, right? Like just really mm-hmm. having to dig in there. Yeah, I learned a little bit too much about myself, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a deep dive into my psyche and uh, lots of scary stuff in there. But I feel really strong coming out the yeah the other side of it. And whew, yeah, when I start, when I started writing the book, I was still drinking, and it was deep COVID, so I was mm. like 
white claw summer and um, (laughs) really like kind of in a scary place. I was having all these like fears that because I had gotten pregnant and had to take this time off of the road that my career was over and Mm. I wasn't touring. I wasn't, you know, able to like make music. And I really had felt like I was like, oh, I just finally got my career off the ground and announced the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. So yeah, through that whole time, it was like a lot of these like realizations that were, that were happening. And yeah, it's, it's been a process. (laughs) It's been a journey. I've been like scared to death for my family to read the book. Mm, Have they read it yet? uh, My mother has read it and, and she actually has, was way less angry or scared about it than I thought she was going to be. I just. Good. Yeah, it was, it was good. I, um, I sent her like a whole warning that came with the book. Uh-huh, I was like, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. get ready to hear about how I lost my virginity, every drug I took, mm-hmm. every mistake I ever made. And, uh, mm-hmm. and she was surprisingly cool with it. Good. But they're all, yeah, it's all in the past too. It all happened. It's done. Right. It's done. It's I done. know. It's over now. But I mean, there's still it's over more now. stuff happening. You know? <laughs> Inevitably, I'm not like cured or saved or anything. I'm still just like a human set out to wade through the shit. And yeah, it's, I mean, none of us has to be here and we're all just trying to figure it out. So that's exactly it. What made you want to write it? I think Patty Smith, I I keep saying Mm. her name over and over, but really, I think had I not read just kids, it, I've read so many music memoirs and so many books in general, but after I read just kids, I was so blown away by her writing and just by the way that she remembered all of the, of the details of like her struggle. And I thought, shit, I really got to write this like before I forget it all because I was already yeah. starting to lose the details. It all just runs right. together, like touring in mm-hmm. general and that time period because there's, like I said, you know, lots of stuff going on. But uh, yeah, I, owe, I think I owe Patty Smith everything. That book is incredible, incredible. And I like came at it as a total Patti Smith dummy where I'm like, well, I know like generally who this person is and I know a few songs, but I don't I don't know that time period well enough and the context that she was operating within and the Robert Maplethorpe stuff, like all of that. And it's just so incredibly written and so immersive and you just feel like you're there. Yeah. It just changed my life. I gave that book to a lot of people too. I bought like a paperback. I bought a hardback. I sent it to my sister who was going through a really difficult divorce and some similar things that Patty went through. And oh, I've read that book like five times. I listened to it. I listened to the Audible, just hearing her read it with her voice. And I actually, I had the opportunity to meet her. Mm. I have her book, You're the Monkey, that she Mm. signed for me. Oh, we can't see what does it say. There it is. To Margo with all good wishes. I love it. She signed this for me right before the pandemic hit. I was performing at Carnegie Hall and I was like getting ready to have my comeback after I'd had my baby and everything and had a really incredible performance that night at at Carnegie Hall and met Patty and she was honestly a little bit cold to me, Mm. but, Mm -hmm. but I like loved her even more for that. She was just like, who are you? Let her sign the book. And she never <laughs> looked, never looked at me again the whole rest of the weekend. Yeah. And I was, but I like love that because I, I just, 
I just, I loved her even more for, for that moment. Because yeah. she signed the book still. She did. She still yeah. signed the book, but she was just kind of like, <laughs> couldn't be bothered. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Margo, did you bring some thingies with us to tell us about what you're excited about these days? I brought a couple of things that are actually sitting next to me right now. God, I love it. And one of them is, because I was like, it's new beauty products. Like I have, uh, honestly, I do have a lot of things I could bring out here. I have the T3 uh, blow dryer and curling iron, which I love. And I should shout them mm. out because they've given me free shit before. <laughs> <laughs> so that is definitely one of them. And then the, one of the things that I've been super excited about lately, I had a friend mail this to me. So I don't even know like, where you can get it, but I'm sure you can just like search the internet because it's where you get everything these days. This is Greater Goods. It's um, an evening tincture that has Ooh. like CBD, CBD and CBN, and it also has MTC oil. And I have Ooh. like a really hard time sleeping and I've obviously done, you know, tried melatonin. I, I use it sometimes when I'm in a pinch, but the thing that I don't like about melatonin is that it lowers your dopamine the next day. It's like, yeah, takes oh, away. Like, I didn't know that. Like, it's not anything like super significant, but it's like one point of dopamine. And like, I need all my dopamine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> who has any dopamine to spare? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Honestly, not in 22. Mm-mm. Yeah, I just feel sometimes I do feel a tiny bit groggy from it. That's like what I don't okay. like yeah. about it the next day. And this stuff actually also gives you like really intense dreams. It's like the, the purpose mm. of it. But it is like, like lucid dreaming type stuff. The first time that I took this and the guy like warned me, he was like, this gives you like pretty intense dreams. I went back into my dream with, I like all of a sudden saw these people that I was like having a confrontation with, like in real life Mm -hmm. and had like a really in-depth conversation with them in my dream. It's really, really strange how this, I don't even know how this stuff works. And I don't take it every night because not every night am I like really wanting to get Are you wanting a that. lucid dream? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. baby yeah. ayahuasca, maybe. I like that. Yeah, it is. It's like, <laughs> I have never babies. done ayahuasca. Ayahuasca for babies. Well, yes. they do yeah. have melatonin for babies. I give <laughs> melatonin to my son sometimes. And now I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be doing that heat. I don't want to take his dopamine away. No, I think, you know, I have the one milligram also for my 12 year old. And I think mm-hmm. it's like, Every now and then, I think it is really nice if like you have got off of your sleep schedule and you need Mm -hmm. to like recalibrate or if you're like, you've been on a different time zone or like for me, I just, I, now that I have quit drinking, it is so hard for me to go to bed after shows because Mm -hmm. you're so revved up. I'm so revved up. And I'm like, well, of course I was drinking every single night. Like, how am I supposed to come down from like playing Red Rocks with Wilco? Uh, like stuff like that is like really, yeah. really, really difficult. So I do still use melatonin every now and then, but I just think it's like mm-hmm. important to know that when you do use it, that it, it can take away, it, it can, you could just see a little dip in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is, this is CBD, CBN and MCT. Yes. And it's called okay. Greater Good. Yeah. My friend who sends me this stuff. Oh, look, hellograder.com. So there you go. Perfect. So you put it and you put it on your tongue. Yeah, I just like taking in my tincture, but like I also have a nightly tea ritual. I've been getting mm-hmm. into kava. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, I've also, a friend of mine told me about that. She was like, watch out. You can't have too much of it because it can like be not good for your liver. Cause I think that's what makes you, how it makes you so tired. It's like kind of, mm. I don't know, something, something about how it 
activates your body. So I, I just do like one or two cups of that at night if I'm also mm. feeling like it's just it's hard to go to bed sometimes when you got things on your mind. Totally. Do you ever take magnesium? I have in the past, but it's been a really long time. I should get magnesium. I think incorporate it. it. Incorporate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the type of thing like you have to take it every night kind of for it to work, but I do think it helps. Nice. There's also some magnesium like foot lotion that people are very into. I cannot remember what it's called, but you basically rub it on the soles of your feet and your body absorbs the magnesium through the soles of your feet, which feels like kind of a nice nighttime ritual because also like dry heels and all of that is another problem in my life. I love that. Sure. I love yeah. getting wow, things I would like, try that. Yeah, in your body, like through your feet. It's so crazy. There's another thing that I wasn't even going to talk about, but now I'm thinking about it. Have you ever heard of thieves oil? No. Thieves oil? No. Excellent so, name. Yes. This is some witchy shit that my like mother-in-law told me about. And as we're like coming upon cold season, and if you have little ones, it's really good. It like boosts your immunity. So if you feel like you're getting sick, feel like you're getting a cold, or if you are already sick and you have something, you put it in like coconut oil and then you rub it on the soles of your feet. You put on clean socks at night. But the reason that it's called thieves oil is that back in the, I don't know, maybe it was like 1700s or even before that, I'm not sure. These people that were grave robbers and <laughs> they literally would Stop. like go dig up dead bodies and then like take the jewelry off it and stuff. And you could get very sick doing it. And so it was something that like, they developed to like have their immunity be incredibly boosted as a curative for all their exposure to dead bodies. Yeah. I love it. Something very creepy where this was like, yeah, made. You're right. It's witchy Halloween season. It is. Yeah. Go check it out. You can get it at Whole Foods. There's like one brand that is like the Thieves brand, but then there's other like off brands that you can get, but it's kind of expensive, but it's worth it because you just need like one drop and you put it on the bottom of your feet. It'll last you like five years. I love it. Love. Yeah. What else are you excited about? I am really excited for my friend Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <gasps> oh, we talk about Flea Huge on this podcast Flea fans. all the time. Oh my God, we love, we love him. Right? We love this book. It's so yes. good. It's yes, so good. He's and so great. He has the paperback coming out and it has like another chapter in it. it does. So I'm really excited about that because I just love We him. should say she's right. holding up the book Acid for the Children, yes. which and is Flea's memoir that is so incredible. Oh, he, he signed, signed it no. for me. I'm so no. jealous. I we are just him. such big fans of his. His He's handwriting incredible. looks exactly what I hoped it would look like. You know, yes. just like <laughs> right. big, bold, black letters. Youthful, enthusi- yes. youthful enthusiastic. Yes. yes. So good. I love so you. Good. Yeah, he, he wrote, when did you write? Margot, I love you. Thank you, Slate. He's been such a <laughs> champion of mine. I just love that he started like a music school for children. Yes. Also yes. at the Silver Lake Conservatory. And I just think that his memoir was so beautifully done. It was so quintessentially him. And mm-hmm. and also uh, the audiobook is is great too because incredible amazing his voice is just so soothing. Can you tell us everything about being friends with Flea? What's it like? He, <laughs> I, I'm like I don't even know how I first. I'm trying to think how I how I first met him now, but he's just been so supportive of like my music, and I really am like blown away that that he has kind of invited just invited me into his world in a small way. He um he sent me a pair of his jeans that his wife made that have his face all over them. 
<laughs> I love oh, it. And Wait, do you know about yeah. his um, honey business? No. Please tell me. It's called Please Bees. <laughs> It's so incredible. incredible. So he has. You like need a, to get yourself his honey for you. Like you need to get your hands yeah. on his honey for part of okay, your tea ritual or something. This feels yes. like and this feels core to you. Yeah, I'm very. Tell him very the jeans were nice, but you would really like some honey. <laughs> I I'm gonna go look this up as soon as we got the phone. Please, yeah. please. incredible. <laughs> Truly national treasure. So good. Yes. So I good. yeah. I went and did a an event at the. Silver Lake Conservatory with the the children, awesome. and we like spoke into the whole conversation. It's not out yet or anything, but yeah, from that point on, he's just been really incredible. Anytime I I reach out with a question or just I don't know with mm-hmm. advice, he's such a real like down to earth human who's had wild success. So it's cool to see somebody like that well adjusted, well adjusted. I obviously knew who he was, but I didn't really have a sense of his deal until I did you see happen to see that um, documentary that Dave Grohl made about touring about bands touring no but I would love to I can't remember it's a, and it's, it's like called. specifically about like van touring yeah which will be very up your alley I mean this is mm-hmm. your lived experience yes, yes. oh yeah, yeah. so <laughs> and he interviews like every every rock star in this thing it's like you know the Metallica guys it's Flea and I can't even remember who else but I walked away from this thing being like I have not been paying enough attention to flee. I need everything. Like, got to follow on social, got to read the book because you just getting a, even that small glimpse of him as just a talking head in a documentary. I was like, oh my God, I've really been missing out on someone special. So good. I mean, it's just so unique. I love that Patty, like full circle here, but Patty Smith also mm-hmm. wrote the intro to Acid mm-hmm, for the Children mm-hmm. yes. and their relationship and that he plays bass with her sometimes. He's just, yeah, so well-rounded. Amazing. So good. Do you have another thing for us? Mm, let me think. Okay, I got two things. Okay. So there's this place called A Shop of Things that opened mm-hmm. in Nashville. And they're incredible. They have like the most unique gifts, like cool cards, cool, just really incredible gifts. And there was a place that I used to go that was called Pangea and it mm. closed. And so this has been my new place to get gifts. They also have, it's, it's like a head shop, but mm. great. Like the cutest. Head shop, gift shop combo. Yeah. Like Love they it. have like pipes that are like made of like cactuses or like uh, like peppers or I don't know, just mm-hmm. really cute, like girly. An adorable head shop. Kind of. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. great head shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the shop things. It's on Gallatin Road. Yeah. Highly suggest going there. The other place that I really would love to mention is a place that, it's called the Continental, and it is run by Chef Sean Brock. Yes. Who, so yeah, uh, his his reputation precedes him. He was good friends with Anthony Bourdain. It is like a true experience when you go to the Continental. Like you have to block out like three hours because it's mm. a meal that comes in courses. But it's also like mm-hmm. not a lot of pretension. It's like old school fine dining and just every single detail there is like the music, the playlist that he has on, the wallpaper, the ambiance. So if you find yourself in Nashville, go to his 
new restaurant. And then he also just opened another place called the Audrey. But that's what I was gonna thinking that he had too. That's like named after his grandmother, maybe after his grandmother. They're both incredible. I just love that he's like always finding like local ingredients and everything is just like the details and in which he goes to to like I don't know, he will like find like the original strain of barley and then he will Mm -hmm. like he will grow it himself if he can't find like the ingredient that he needs. So I went to the Continental with Fiona Prine. She took me there, John Prine's wife. And we just had like the most phenomenal dinner. Like every course you come that comes out, you're like weeping because he's just <laughs> put so much artistry into it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, Margo, thank you so much for coming on. Yes. And talking to us. Thank and thank you, you for, for your wonderful me. book. Thank you for reading it. Oh my gosh, of course. Yes. Everybody, maybe we'll make it. Grab it now. And also you have new music coming out next year, something we're so excited about. There's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have been working on this record with Jonathan Wilson, who's produced a bunch mm. of like Father John Missy, Angel Olsen. Mm-hmm. He does his own records that are incredible. And he tours with Roger Waters. Very excited about that album. And, and yeah. are you going to tour with it around Do we it? get to see you in New York? Yes, Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I have not done a headlining tour in five years. Oh my gosh. Are you so excited? I'm so excited. I could cry just thinking about it. I, I mean, I've been doing all these like opening dates and festivals and I've been keeping myself busy. Mm-hmm. But being able to do a headlining tour is like yeah, where me and my band thrive. And yeah, please go buy tickets to that in advance. COVID has been so difficult Yeah, for anyone who's artistic or, or, or doing something that is surrounding entertainment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, please come to the show and we will melt your faces. Perfect. Oh my uh, gosh. Can't wait. We'll can't be there. Wait. That's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media. and We are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.